I wake up in the morning and I get straight out of bed. Put on my luminous jacket and shake off my old porter head. Haven't got time for the fancy breakfast. Got to put a muesli in the bowl. And I head to the Stadile garage for a jumbo breakfast roll. Two eggs, two sauce, two rash, two bacon, two pudding, one black, one white. Wrap it all tower Ah, that's it. That, that's <laughs> no, it that's beautiful, man. <laughs> Kevin, that's what is that? that Obviously, it's an Irish tune. It, it is. It's a uh, Pat Short. It's about jungle jumbo breakfast roll back in the day when the uh, construction industry was booming back in Ireland. Oh yeah, but yeah. It was just like it's the general breakfast of every construction person in Ireland. You're bringing me back to uh, George's Diner there. Well, on that's it. Yeah, you know, I yeah, mean, yeah. like I, I go in there occasionally, yeah. man, and I'll just give me the breakfast, man. This is the original. Oh like, yeah, the original but, one. But they, they come from a. Uh, Garages, so they're like yeah. they're, my, my my wife was actually back in Ireland. She said, uh, "I'm not eating this out of this place. We we don't eat from this." Uh, and I, I she tried it. She's like, "Oh, no, no, no! The food yeah, is good. This is real the food. food is yeah. good, and it'll give you energy, man. No, That's what it is. Man. Keep right. you going. <laughs> so I, enough of talking about the food. I'm sure we'll get back into mm. it. But I've got Kevin from the Friendly Mason here. Yep. So thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you for and, having me. Much oh, appreciated. Th- this is great. I mean, I know that you're you're an avid listener to us, and I then you've always sent me DMs and everything. And I just said, you know what i can always have a mason conversation like i have a huge amount of respect for all trades that want to tackle masonry man like i the guys and the girls i want to do it i have huge respect for them man appreciate you being on the show i just want to give out the creds for you so it's kevin from the friendly mason you're the owner of the company your handle on instagram is friendly Friendly mason Mason underscore underscore. yeah Yeah, underscore right and then uh your email so to reach him because obviously you can't find enough good masons out there is the friendly mason at gmail.com or you can reach them through the dms on instagram are you also on twitter or anything else or Uh, facebook No, just Instagram, no, just right? Just word of mouth and Instagram. That's all, it, that's all it takes, man. So I actually want to ask you a question, not Mason-related, just to kind of give a little yep. bit of information to people. Any idea what a purlin is in construction? Purlin, I a do A purlin. Masonry-related? Not Mason-related, a little bit higher than Mason-related, something to do with the roofing. No. So purlin, I mean, I, I looked these up, right, is a longitudinal element implemented on the roof structure horizontally for the additional structure or material support. So when I guess you see a elongated uh, beam along the ridge of the roof line, yeah. that's considered a purlin, just adding more strength to the roof. I see. That's all this show's about. It's just about sharing information, yeah, man. Know, so, it's all information, you know, man. And I, I love that. So you're Canadian-Irish or Irish-Irish? No, Irish-Irish. That's what I thought. Yeah, man, I, but you've got a Canadian flag and an Irish flag. Well, like, but you're, you're just giving props out to where you're working. It, man, that's, yeah. that, and I respect that. That's totally cool. Yeah. So, Kevin, over to you. Let everybody know how you got started. Obviously, you got started back home, and then you came here. Well, I, I got, I got, I'm from a farming background, so basically you're, you're put to work young in life. So Hard worker. Building your own things in the country. You don't get people in to do it for you. Yes, building sheds. All that, but I actually went into the auto parts sector for a long time back in Ireland because around the time I came out of school, there was the, the crash, and like everyone in Ireland worked in the construction. Everyone wanted to be a bricklayer, that was it. Like, that they all it. wanted to be it. But there isn't enough stone back home and there for was everybody. No stone, there was no stone, <laughs> and then the crash happened, and there wasn't much money. What so part of Ireland? The Midlands, awfully. Okay. Like the back arsenal, where men, no, men I, and sheep are No, I haven't scared. been there. Why is it called the back? No, why? Why was it called that? Uh, it's just the Midlands, like the, the the only county that doesn't touch a county that touches the water. So it's just like it's right in the middle. It's got to be beautiful, though. It is. It is yeah, beautiful. Yeah, yeah. yeah but yeah. it's not raining. 
<laughs> but you get used to it. Man. No, but the country's beautiful, it man. Is. Even if it is rainy, man. Oh, when I was wonder. there, I was there in November, and I was I lucked out. I was there for ten days, and I had one day of rain. That's all it was, and it was actually really good. And I spent a better part of Dublin, and then I worked my way down south a little bit and hung out in different parts. And it was it was very friendly, oh, man. I loved it's, it, it's, and the uh, food was amazing. It's a different ball game altogether, really. <laughs> so lots of farming coming from a farming background. Yeah. Worked in a lot of factories, but my uh, boss actually built houses. So I, uh, I like to work with my hands. So I was often put there building a block lane with the block layers and all the anything that came along with it. I did it. It's mainly blocks now. There's not much wood frame. And it's blocks, all solid blocks, concrete. Yeah, all, and I know well, that you solid blocks, man. I know. And you carve, you carve out the yeah. concrete to actually run all your conduits yeah. for electrical. You're doing the same thing for plumbing as well. Yeah. B- yeah. Basically like ICF in, in the, but well, like, with like solid blocks, like or pour concrete foundation all the way up, man. So when did you come to Canada? Uh, five years ago. So you're new. Yeah, man. And then right into construction? No, actually, yeah. I came on the 6th of January. Okay. I had planned to come over and go straight into construction. Not the best no, time no. of month well, or like, year. I, I knew it was, I heard it was cold, but like, I was like, ah, it's not that cold, man. I'll be fine. But uh, come over. Oh, it's cold for you Irish boys yeah, when you yeah. come here. 6th yeah. of January, and I was like, oh, maybe I don't want to do uh, the construction. So I got back in the auto parts. And I uh, bounced around a few jobs, but then after, like, come the end of the summer that year, I was like, oh, construction is. I, I actually did, um, I worked the auto factors, and I did pedicabs, you know, that, that went around the Blue Jays, the guys that cycle the bikes. Oh, the cycles. I, I did that for You did that for I a little while? For, like, three months, man. It was, man, like, it almost like... puts the construction to shame, like, how the money you be earning, like, it's fucking. <laughs> is it good? Oh, man. It's, really? Yeah. Like, Tips? Uh, like, tips and but then do you get nervous when you get the big boys or the big girls no, kind of hopping well, in no but my legs were like uh, use them all, man. <laughs> they, were like, they were huge man. <laughs> so how long did you do that for uh, just three months and then okay. i got into construction soon after and into in with a masonry company doing a uh, mainly restoration straight away but then there was a lot of underpinning involved and I didn't mind Dig it. Like, I, I didn't mind it i'll do it like but at some point i enjoyed the masonry so i decided to join the union and then uh, there was a bit of a disagreement with my employers when I told them I might go to union, gave my notice, and if they'd let me go on that day. So I was out of work for a while, and then I went to working with um, another masonry company, Self Build Canada. Okay. Yeah, and I worked for them for three years. I actually still form their masonry foreman at the moment, and I, uh, I do self or the friendly mason on the side, actually. So where did you pick up the skills? Like working with masons, like I worked with uh, the original crowd for a year, and every weekend I had a lot of good masonry friends. So I worked like with very good masons around the city every weekend. And they and just taught you the tricks. They taught me everything, and then I, uh, I actually, I, I have done my, uh, my red seal. I mean, I'm planning on going back in January to finishing it here, okay. just because I had planned on doing it to get into. Uh, Get into the union, but it's not really necessary. But it is a nice thing to have in your back pocket. Well, for sure, it is, man. Like, How many hours do they ask you for you to do it for? Forty-eight hundred, I think. But I, I'd say I'd done that in a year, man. Like, yeah, no, exactly. You, you guys just, polish that off, yeah, no problem. Just, so you went right into restoration, yeah, which is basically skilled masonry. Yeah, it is. Yeah, like it's just not laying no, bricks, no, man. No, it's, it's more so like restoration of old houses and making it look like you're never there. Yeah, that's the main thing, and that's. 
I do enjoy that, like, but I, I kind of got into the heavier duty or masonry, the landscape, and I enjoy a bit of landscape and then my spare time. <laughs> so you're doing a bunch of things. Yeah, man, I do you're it You're still young. How yeah, old are you? 29. Oh, you're still a baby, man. Yeah. So you can take care of all that hard lifting. Yeah, that's it, yeah. But, I, okay, so when you come on the job site and you're coming across a restoration project and they're showing you, what are they showing you? Spoiled bricks, they're showing you yeah. mortar joints that are just cracking yeah, and deteriorating. Yeah, just, just water damage, just everything's got to do with the water and keeping yeah. the water away from the home and... Once the water's away, the, the bricks will be in perfect condition for up to like 200 years. So why is it back in Ireland and also other old school countries, the masonry lasts centuries, man. But then you get to Canada here, it might last decades, the man. Old, the old freeze-thaw action. Like, you that's, all, that, that's all it is. It's no just the bitterness of cold. There's no freeze-thaw action in uh, Ireland. Okay, there's so like that's the reason one, why. One day that gets minus. And most of Europe's kind of the same unless you go far I don't know, wet east, I guess, is it? So, yeah, that's that's basically it. Yeah. But, I mean, so it's the cold, the bitter, yeah, bitter yeah, cold bitter is what cold, attacks yeah. it. And there's nothing you can do otherwise. Keep the water away from the home. That's it. And just, like, gutters. Like, that's where you see it all. It's where gutters aren't getting the water away quick enough. And yeah. water damage, just water. It's all well, it's funny that gutters and eavesdrops and all that system, that's not cold. I know, I've heard that. That's the sad I thing know, about yeah, it, man. It like the, which which is like, I, I you, you figure that, just what you just said, you want to get water away from the structure so the structure will not deteriorate over time. And you're not making something as simple as a gutter cold, which you should, right? It's amazing, it really is. So, so what part of restoration do you, do you particularly like doing? The bricks mainly, like I just, mainly just Making it look like I was never there. Yeah. The, the fact that you can walk away and things don't look great before you get there, and someone's done it before and they've done a bad job, and you just you they they come around the corner like, oh, what did you do again? <laughs> yeah, that that's that kind of what brings a bit of a smile to my face. That's how it works, right? Yeah. But then you get the other people that will come in, and you'll clearly see the mortar joints. You'll clearly see yeah. the the new old brick. Mm-hmm. But I like that Toronto is actually kind of grabbing onto restoring certain things like they're offering them it wasn't that long ago probably like five or six years ago that we didn't have all the brick options that we had now or the masonry options as well the mortar options right we're just getting certain companies like creep maker and everything that they're the ones that are starting to bring that stuff in which helps you guys a lot it makes our job easy yeah because you guys have to go in there and all of a sudden you're seeing spoil and then you have to match it yeah and you're also matching age yeah you have to kind of in between the two of so how do you do that like i i know that you guys have your arsenal of little tricks you'll have yeah. little tools these these things that you don't find on the shelf man. yeah it's just you kind of make your own tools a lot of time to uh make the joint look similar in certain situations and then over time you just know what colors will make what colors will what make what colors so and it's just mix and match you just match, it, it's yeah. like artistry man. Kinda, yeah, man that's all it is really yeah. that's what i'm impressed by but then you also get into straightforward block working yeah, I try to stay away from blocks. Like I'll do, I'll do it. Like anyone will do it. Like, but like because they're heavy, they're man. Heavy, they're hard. You have to do them fast. Yeah. There's no, there's no skill. Not there's no skill. There's core skill, but there's up fast and get them up. Just yeah. get them up. Because I've seen you guys do like twelve inch blocks and do like a four foot wall. Yeah. And it just hurts my muscle just looking at it because I already know how, how heavy each block is. Yeah. And then you got to keep on. 
it gets worse and worse like, with each thankfully course. Thankfully, I'm a. I'm nearly six foot, so it's not too bad. But the person that's beside me that's five foot three, like they're just yeah. But you're six foot, I but know. I mean, it's more awkward for you to get I, those first few courses I know, up. Yeah, but kind of thankfully, I de- tend to be on the top of the queue, so I, okay, I, get, to, I right. get to pick where we put it up. <laughs> <laughs> so all the shorter guys will yeah. take care of the first few yeah, courses, exactly. and you'll come in and start taking course number three, four, and yeah, keep on yeah. going from there. That's anyway. funny, man. <laughs> five years in Canada, yeah, and still loving it here. I love them. Yeah. It's great, yeah. How is the construction industry for you? Like when you came in here, was it were we embracing you? Yeah, well as a mason, like no one wants it to be the mason. No. Nobody wants to be it. I love I love hard work. I love like getting stuck in and being able to see what I do and, and be able to do things that like a lot of people will be like, Oh, I don't know, man, that seems like a lot of hard work. <laughs> <laughs> I'll but that's what all the young guys are saying. That's yeah, why yeah. I'm always impressed when I see a young guy getting into construction and chooses the masonry or the concrete or that hard landscaping kind of landscaping yeah, work. Know. Because, I mean, that's those are the hard choices, man. There is. There's a, it's hard to come by. We've used plenty of youth in uh, Canada. I've come through the companies I've worked with. And I've got some out of the OMTC, the, the training course. Some of them, the younger apprentices have come and like they just they, they, they how long do the they last they lay the bricks they lay bricks if you want them to lay bricks but like a lot of my job isn't got to do with lay bricks it's got to do with getting to the point to lay in the bricks yeah. like, you don't really make money for laying bricks you get laid especially if you're doing doors windows anything like you could spend two days prepping and an hour laying bricks the young kids will they'll lay the bricks like and take the pictures but there'll be no uh don't breaking out the walls or getting the dust everywhere. Just like, oh no, that's a bit below me. But I really? love it. I it's love a bit it. below me, or it's a bit above me because you know. can't handle it. Well, exactly. that's interesting, huh? Yeah, it's true because that's where the real skill is when you yeah. get to a door window or you get to some sort of change. I, I love that, man. I love the uh, trying to figure it out. I, I go into to jobs and I. Uh, I look for the solution, not the problem. And that seems to be a big thing, a big thing over here. Everyone's like going in and say, oh, well, no, with this and what about that? And I'll go look for the solution. I'll tell you how it can be done and everything can be done with time. And you money. know, unfortunately, I got to agree with you, man, Kevin. Like, honestly, it's the majority of people in the construction industry will always fall to that problem. And do we really have to do it that way? Or can we figure out another way that I can do it easier and get paid the same amount of money? There's always problems. There's always like, but, th- there's but that's pro- construction. But there's, yeah, there's problems before we start. We, that's what we do. That's what, that's construction. But, and then if you look for them, there's just lots of problems dead. You know what I mean? So Isn't right. it more satisfying to actually look for all the problems, but then also find the solutions for every single one that's, well, and be creative about it? It's, it's the best part about it, man. It really is. Find the solution, solution to everything. So why is it that there's been such an influx of Irish guys coming into masonry? Because, I mean, I have yet to work with, traditionally, I've known either Italians or Portuguese that have been the masons, right? But now there's been such a huge influx of, of Irish masons. Or is it that you guys are coming over here and seeing that there's so much work and all these young guys will not tackle this work? That's probably the main thing. And there, there was a time when, like, uh, masons in Ireland were, like, they paid, they worked three days a week and they drank for four and they, <laughs> and they still had money left over. But now, like, it's not like that in Ireland. So, like, if you have that skill and you want to work and your father was a mason or somebody around with you was a mason, then they're willing to come over here. And when they get here, it's like, wow, there is opportunity. And I see the opportunity. I seen it from the day I got here that if you work hard and you put your head down, like... And don't don't think Anton's above you. You will like you can achieve pretty much anything, man. What about those hard hard days, man? Like when you start getting those hard rain or the hard cold or the mud and 
that the site isn't ideal for you or maybe the GC hasn't been prepping things for you? Like, what about those opportunities, those days? Do they get, do they push you down? I, they do, of course. Like, everything, I mean, you can't, you're not invincible, but what don't kill you make you stronger. And, like, yeah. yeah, if you take the lessons from everything, like, there's situations and you just think of why this went wrong or why this went this way and how if you were in charge, you would make sure that, do you mean, and then you just take the lesson from it and that's kind of what... The principle I take on most things. So you're just taking all these lessons and this is what you're going to teach. Because I know that you've been in the business here for five years, but I'm sure that you're already teaching others yeah, what like, you've already learned. I'd like to think so anyway, if they're listening. No, they, they yeah, should they're, be, they're, right? Because the thing is that I've always said either it's your first day or your last day, you still got something to share. And you should be sharing. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? You should not be. Because a lot of guys, and I find this in construction, a lot of guys will keep their cards close to their chest and they won't want to give up all their secrets. But that's how we build the industry when you start sharing little tricks to somebody else. Well, it's also how you build a, a team around yourself by, yeah. by, by sharing and bringing guys up. That's what I found worked for me over like... I tried to build a team around and a lot of boys I see bring people down and do you mean put them down but if you bring them up and give them like sometimes they might leave and do their own thing like anyone might but they, they could also be loyalty and like maybe work as your sub or do you know what I mean they can work with you or they call them on a bad day to get yeah. you over jam and I mean that's what I think helps in the long run I was having a conversation with with the Julio who works with me and I was asking him who is the the most important trade because we were just talking about different trades and how sometimes on Instagram everybody feels that their trade is the most important because they've got the most amount of pictures or the most amount of followers or whatever, right? And he actually brought up a really interesting point where the most important trade is always the trade before you. That's it. Yeah. As simple as that. And it's true. If you leave it a certain way for the next trade, then all of a sudden that makes that trade's job that much harder, but you shouldn't leave it that way for them. It should be ready for you guys, that's, right? That's easy said from the... It is. I know, yeah, and I agree 100%. And, like, I like to think that most things that I ever touch my hand on, I, I think about the next guy, and a lot of people will think about the next guy, but there is always them few, but then you don't really want them on your site. No. You kinda, eventually, you'll weed them out, and you'll just work around the guys that work like you do, I guess. It's, it's important that you bring that up, because it's really true that you should find like-minded other tradespeople. Mm -hmm. that that see that same kind of mentality that you have and you're going to come across guys that are not going to be the same mindset maybe they've been rubbed the wrong way or, or maybe they just had enough of the industry maybe they want to just be out or they don't really care they like the paycheck and they're punching the clock and that's it it doesn't mean that you have to stay and work or it doesn't mean that you have to actually work that way with them you can be actually better than that and then find other like-minded people man Course, that's I, important the way i look at it is if you if you're looking for a trade ask the trade if you're looking for a drywaller ask the framer you know what i mean if you're looking for a good guy and you, you feel a guy that's good spirit to be around and a lot of it is atmosphere like especially when you're in them hard days and like heat like today and it's just crazy hot and like you have to get this done and the guys around you are like even though like, you might be the boss and all that the guys around you their spirit does like it helps bring everything it together. feeds you yeah man and it get, gets you going and like it gets you over that hard line that most people can't get over <laughs> it's got to be pretty hard man these last two weeks we've been getting a serious heat wave here right yeah, yeah. and then all you guys working outside has got to be hard and plus that makes you guys work 
you got to work faster yeah yeah you have to get start early finish early kind of is finish early what is that again <laughs> <laughs> yeah i know because you guys are all starting as early as possible yeah. to avoid all that, that extreme heat midday mm-hmm. but then you still have to go through that midday heat yeah, like uh, did you get over the midday should we just keep going lads will we <laughs> or do we call it a day and yeah. then come back yeah we make hay when the sun shines this uh, we try to do make it hay that's interesting so any any particular tricks that you want to share with us man that i mean i've used Still a fo- focusing on restoration stuff, um, or are you getting into just strictly production as well, working with the, the actual crew that you're working with? I'm kind of getting into anything, anything to put the trowel to. I, I try to send it away from concrete as best I can. In concrete and blocks, like it's, I'll do it, but like, you know, don't like it. Well, at some point, you have to try and uh, look after the body to a point. Like, uh, funny because even uh, a towel center friend of mine, he, he actually had to take the rest of the week off because his back has just gotten to a certain point where. It's like, I need to do something about this. So I told him about a book that he should read about these different kinds of stretches that you should do. And this is a 26-year-old kid. And I mean, he's been tiling since he was 18, 18 years old. And, and he's already having some back issues. And I'm like, this is the construction industry. This is how it is. You guys are all young. You guys are in your 20s and your late teens. You guys are really, really young and strong. But if you keep doing things incorrectly, you're just going to cause damage that's later on. And then all of a sudden, when you're in your 30s and your 40s, you're going to have a hard time getting up and down from scaffolds, getting to the job site. Yoga is the best thing. I no, I, I agree with you, like, man. Uh, it was game changing. I, I injured myself a few years back and uh, I, I wasn't doing like, I didn't have the money to pay for the physio after about the third or fourth. And I said, what can I do to help myself? He said, try a bit of yoga. And like it does, uh, it helps. Like that stretching is like, most it's paramount most man. important thing you can do really in your days so stretching. who got you into yoga was it a man or a woman it was a man physio yeah okay and he yeah. suggested it he suggested it, and like, i was kind of skeptical and then i did this i was doing it and i did a certain stretch and like it popped whatever was going on in my back and i was like wow you know what i mean this is game changing and so you continued it yeah yeah every everybody like, as with the covid and all that like i tried to do it just a 10 15 minute stretch in the morning before that's you all get, you need that's all you need that's all you need as soon as you get out of bed you actually just wake up your body at that point right a quick cat and cow yeah. stretch yeah. yeah that's all it is and it helps and you'll be amazed and i know that a lot of the masculine men or the tough guys that are in construction are probably thinking i'm not going to do that i'm not going to do that and they may not even feel or see or experience a difference by the first few times they do it but pro- i promise you man you will see a huge difference man you, you have to think about your body down the line. I mean, my dad was a mason, right? And he had a broken body in his 50s. Like, he had a really hard broken body because he was doing those blocks. He was doing those bricks. And that's what you want to try to avoid, man. You don't want to be a 50-something-year-old man trying to get out of a chair. No. we all seen these guys that are from a different generation where they need a hand or two to literally get out of a chair. And that's what I want to try to avoid, that you guys are all young now, but you're eventually going to be old. And you want to leave your mark in construction. But you also want to be able to do other things as well, too, man. Everybody wants to enjoy life later on using everything that they have. Of course. Like, and someday you don't want to be, well, some, I'd love to be always on the tools, but at some point you probably won't be on the tools. So at that point, you want to be able to sit down comfortably in a chair and like just be able to do com- things comfortably without as and I was being every, every movement of yours is yep. a, a pain. Like, a pain. But, 
but I have had lots of guys laughing on me on sites because I do I do vouch for the the yoga to these older guys that they're like oh no did you mean but I I'd say no this is real man this helps big time but I have been laughed at a few I'm times. telling you Kevin secretly they're laughing at you but I bet you any money they're going home and they're inquiring about it yeah. or they're probably driving home and they're checking on their phones and they're just doing a Google search and they're probably like okay let me give this a try yeah yeah I hear you you know they they have to do that I want to talk about so the young guys that come on site like I mean you're 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 still young but the young guys that come on site what are some of the things that they're doing that you look at them and you go okay these guys are not problem solvers they're just problem they just want problems that's all they want they want to they just want to get out that's all it is what are you seeing from these kids like the guy that asked you had uh come in at seven and he, he asked a half hey, what time we finished again or or even five they're already and, asking yeah, that like or, or like it's like simple problems like oh we can't this hammer where's the hammer and then like there's there might be another hammer in the truck but instead of that he just kind of i don't know look at the nail for an hour like just yeah <laughs> and it's it's crazy like the people people don't even just come for a paycheck a lot of people that's all just, it is they it just is want to punch lot, it a lot, of, a lot of this is just paycheck but but they don't realize that i mean you're there for eight hours you're there for a day you could the amount of knowledge that you can absorb especially with the pool of people that are there like yourself and everybody else that's got the skill yeah. why not absorb it why not speak it is it because that the mason is like beneath them that's what it is well, i think so like it, i've had i've had one guy in particular a while back he wanted to be he was a, he was good enough he he had a bit of an experience he didn't really like the dust he didn't he was allergic to dust first was that was his first thing and then the second thing was uh he wanted to be a security guard i was like man do you know how much a security guard gets paid like and you know how much you can get paid if you like work like for a few years here and he was oh, i'll just might do this for one or two and then maybe do the security thing i was like i don't he didn't last very long he was gone after a few weeks he just, did anybody yourself or anybody explain to him how much money can be made i, I tried to explain like i said like man like i've only at this like not too long and if you want if you want if you like something and you take an interest you can learn it like twice the speed as someone who doesn't give a like yeah in to get the paycheck like you just like i i find knowledge in every corner nook cranny anyone i talk to even like the cranky guys you can you can find knowledge and just rub their belly and tell them they're great that's like my, my method to them yeah rub their belly tell them they're great <laughs> because it's true they will actually reluctantly give you some advice and you just got to kind of get in between their grumpiness. Exactly. Just like let them think they're really, really good. Like a lot of them are really good, but just like rub their egos. Yeah. And just like, and then all of a sudden we're like, yeah, let me tell you a little secret. And you're like, yeah, that's what I want. That's what you, that, and, I, and I've come across those guys yeah. where they think that you're one way and then all of a sudden you kind of just stroke their ego a tiny bit. Mm -hmm. And then they think, okay, well, maybe I'll share something with this guy, right? Yeah. Maybe I'll give him a life lesson. Or yeah. I'll take everyone you got, man. Yeah, because that's how you're going to learn, man. Mm -hmm. But those those guys are still in the industry. Yeah, well, they're some of the best masons around. Unfortunately, like there is, I, I, I they're know. still schooled, they're still trained, yeah, they're, they're still good, man. They're them old guys. Like they might not give out their information, but if you watch them, even just watching guys, like don't just stand there doing not and watching. But every time you come back, just have a quick look at what he's doing and just like. Like take it all in and just maybe then you'll get a shot and like he'll see you do something that he done and then he'll be like oh you're actually watching you're paying attention and that can go a long way to some guys am i fair to assume kevin that you started off as all mason starts off where you're you're making the mortar you're carrying the brick it's the best kind of mason man that's that's yeah, yeah, yeah because you know exactly the entire assembly line what's involved and so when you get to be the mason you're actually laying the brick you know the team it is it definitely helps for uh 
I feel when it comes to the point of running the jobs and running things like that, you know from start to finish what everything takes. Like I've heard of like in unions and that, like and not against them, but like the guy just knows how to learn to do one thing in one specific thing. Like even the masons, they only can do some sometimes lay on the line, and that's fine as well. But like if you start at the bottom and work your way all the way up, you just know everything and you know if one guy isn't doing his not his job right you know why if this mason's getting angry in the wall like and he's throwing trowels and there's <laughs> i mean you know that probably the guy down below didn't mix the mortar good and now he's do you mean and it's just a knock-on effect and you can spot it and maybe take someone out of line or whatever whatever you got to do to get it working because it's it's critical man whoever's mixing it whoever's moving and, and giving the production feed they have to be aware of the line. They have to be aware of how fast everybody's working. They have to be aware of the temperature outside. They have to be aware of everything, man. Because if you give a mason the wrong kind of mix or the consistency, it's just going to make their work that much harder. Yeah, like, Plus, it's going to affect the wall. Yeah, their temper, man. Yeah, they're, and they're, then it depends on the time of day. That's it. I, <laughs> I did hear on your show once you had another mason on. I don't know who it was, but he was like, if the, the wind goes in a certain direction at a certain sp speed with the sun at a certain place at a certain time, I could lay this many bricks. But, <laughs> but like other than that, it might be half that. But it's very, very true. The amount of things that come into play, like a lot more than other trades, like, but the, the, when things can go off and they have a certain time, like concrete and masonry and all that, like you're kind of against the, the clock all the time. And you're at the mercy of Mother Nature. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. a rain shower comes and like your whole day could be ruined. It's true. So you got to factor all that stuff mm -hmm. in. I got to ask you because I ask all Masons this. What kind of trial are you using? Marshall Tower. Oh, you, really? Yeah, you're yeah, on Marshall, yeah, eh? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Not a lot of guys are Marshall. No, I did a lot of use the... Uh, the Rose. Yeah, the Rose. Yeah. yeah. It is a nice one, but I, I started in Marshall Town and I just kind of stuck to it. Then stuck with it, yeah, huh? Man. No, it makes a lot of sense. It's, I've always said whatever works for you, man. Yeah, whatever gets the job done at the end that, of the day. That's exactly that's, that's it, right? Really so, so if your trial is working, it doesn't matter what it is. It's that that's what it is, yeah, man. I'm, I'm not like the most picky, man. I'll, I'll make most things work. I mean, I'll I'll make it work. <laughs> I just I make it work. So where, Kevin, are you going from here now, man? Like you're just getting started. Yeah. I, but um, what are the plans for the next five, ten years? I, I just build a, a great atmosphere of masonry a team like a team that come in and go want to go to work every day and you like, got a challenge ahead like, of you yeah man. Do you mean like and i know it is like i see what's out there and the people that are available for hire like and i see trying to hire and it's difficult but like i feel if you put the right attitude out there and you you want you mean like i'll never ask anyone to do what i wouldn't do myself what i wouldn't do first and then i'll show you how to do it like a lot of people are just like oh, you do that there and like oh they don't really care how it gets done like and don't care if the people are in almost in danger sometimes doing it but like i'll go in and i'll do it and, and i'll work harder than you to show you how it should be done like and then i feel like if you do that you, you earn someone's respect like yep. I, i've learned from people who get in and they got stuck in and they showed me how to do it properly and that's kind of i respect that of someone who like doesn't just let you off there or you just figure that out there like but they'll really show you properly and they took the time they stopped you and just showed you what you were mm -hmm. doing wrong and i think like that gets respect and then people a good attitude and if you just get treat people the way they want to be treated you can you can create a team it's not yeah. gonna be easy but team man so oh no you can't say it enough trust works. me man you can't say yeah. it enough because that's really important it's that's the biggest hurdle for anybody in construction mm -hmm. is finding that circle of guys or girls that will work with you the same mindset man mm -hmm. and it definitely like masonry is one of the harder ones get people that don't go into the union like and like a lot of people it's a hard job so if you want to do it maybe you want to 
you don't want to do it in residential and on unionized companies and but union gives you the freedom of having just production brick and yeah. you just mm. smash that brick mm -hmm. wall and then you know how much money you've made as a result exactly, of it exactly yeah it's too sometimes it's too appealing yeah i know well i can understand it like but the the knowledge you can get and the skill you can accumulate from doing res like low rise and all that it's just like it's kind of it can't be uh, overlooked from... And the satisfaction. Yeah, and the satisfaction. At the end of the day, when you actually finish and you look back at the wall or the door or the opening, the arch, whatever it is. And customer satisfaction. Like, I, I enjoy dealing with the uh, the customer and telling them, like, my opinion. And I, gi I give them what I think will look good. And the way you can... There's so many different uh, veneers, like, even siding. Like, the way people put siding into brick, into stone, and it all comes together as one beautiful-looking front of the house is just yeah. brings me satisfaction rather than just laying bricks to a line all day like it just brick after brick after brick i enjoy figuring the things out do you find that clients are a lot more passionate when they speak about the brick that they want to use versus a different kind of cladding i think so yeah like it, well, i just don't see them sharing the same passion regarding and i don't want to dismiss siding or anything like that but it's just like I guess brick is just brick. It's just it's just traditional. And when you grow up, like there's a lot of brick in Toronto, and some, yeah. of the, some of the nicer homes in Toronto are originally brick. So I guess growing up around all that, you see these homes, and you're kind of like, oh, they're nice. But and also, like it comes down to price a lot of times. Like brick is more expensive than most things. It's hard to get the guys to do it. Like it's. I mean, I've seen the cost of brick increase so fast, and also the cost to actually install each brick go up so yeah, fast as well, too, man. Of course. But that's because good work is still going to be expensive. Well, exactly. There's and then you got you got to compete against other cladding like siding and everything yeah, else. And but I mean, if clients want brick, yeah, there's no uh, there's no there's no, no way around yeah, it. There's no way around it. Man. Are you also interested in talking to the clients about? I mean, what I found fascinating, I could walk around certain parts of Toronto, small like older parts of Toronto, uh, streets like Palmerston, you know, street like those that have those century homes. I could walk around different parts of Chicago and New York and Boston, and and I and I'm I'm amazed by some of the brick and some of the brick arches and the details and all that other stuff. Do you try to get the clients to kind of? maybe try one of this or try that or is that just an uphill battle because it gets so expensive it does man the price can go up like three threefold very quickly and the more thing the more the little features you put in and it might be only a small feature but the the price does um does go up so much sometimes that so it's hard to sell it it's hard to sell it so sometimes you don't don't try too hard to sell oversell and know your clientele i guess you know what i mean yeah just read them, see what they're looking yeah. for, and then because I mean the budget of bricking alone is already at the top end to to do any kind of cladding for the project, right? So mm -hmm. then you got to kind of be careful of what you want to sell from that point, right? Yeah. Have you gotten into tuck pointing, doing yeah, any of that yeah, work? Yeah, that's that's uh, just pure talk about allergic yeah, to dust at that yeah, point, yeah. Eh? Yeah, but gotta love that as well, man. The, yeah, you love doing the, that. Yeah, well, the, yeah, the it's finish, hard work, man. It is the, is hard work and it's uh, labor intensive, which again you yeah. have that problem with labor. It's just like can't can't import lads you know what i mean you can't even i mean it's and i know that a lot of guys that are just doing it they might as laborers they might think that okay this is just a nothing job or whatever but there is still a skill when it comes to carving out the old mortar of course you got to be careful how much you eat away at that brick because that brick to begin with is very very soft yeah so you're actually mechanically have some sort of tool there that could easily eat through that brick like in a heartbeat right so yeah. you got to be careful about especially the vertical joints yeah you know, that, so that comes with time and yeah that's all it is yeah don't rush the procedure everything has a 
a right way and a wrong way and just take it slow and steady wins the race that's all it is man, yeah, man. what's your favorite brick kevin do you have a favorite brick here the, the, i know the that Ape, back home the it's stock ones are, are which one the, the, like well the rosedale red one i like yep. them i like that's that a classic yeah. toronto brick it is it's it's nice brick like, yeah and i don't know some of these modern bricks are, are nice like i i've laid some these modern bricks with the black mortar and the black brick or, or, or the white brick with the black mortar like that's that's painful but you gotta be super clean yeah, yeah. You gotta be super but clean. that's what we're seeing now we're seeing a lot of european bricks coming in from what is it spain yeah, i think spain, it is spain they're bringing in like bricks that are almost 16 inches long yeah. and then like two inches in height or yeah. something uh, israel not israel i think a lot comes from the middle east as well they, they really they're coming in that yeah. kind of stuff yeah. that that elongated that style, elongated style yeah. and then just the, the the hard contrast between the brick and the mortar yeah which just makes your heart like that's just hard man to keep it perfectly clean exactly and yeah that, that's where the budget really goes off with things like that everything can be achieved but that's what people want they want that kind of especially if it's a contemporary looking home they want to stretch the the, yeah. the face of the house and it does especially when you're putting it in i find with like back to side and like you can mix in well with some other um exterior finishes that like a wood cladding wood or something cladding or yeah others. Like it just works well with um that new style that modern look that contemporary style or whatever you like to call it are you guys getting into like is it you're pre-mixing the color on site or are you actually getting bags that already have that color would depend like for, for any of them new builds that you're using these special bricks like you just get them uh, pre-mixed bags that's so, all it is yeah. because they're like variations like some guys a bit hung over on a tuesday and he <laughs> he, he just throws too much in you have a patch yeah. on the wall it's yeah. all off color and so. it doesn't mix yeah it just sticks and in. i think it was i can't remember if it was craig yeah from craig moore construction he actually just parks the uh the mixing tank or whatever it is there right right on site where it just it just gives you the right amount every time to mix the mortar yeah and so there's nothing other than water. Yeah, you yeah, add water yeah. in and you mix it and you'll always get the... All the, the pre-mix. And yeah. That, it's not quite as easy to use as uh, properly mixing, especially for if you're only going grey. Like, there's not can't beat, like, original sand and mortar. It's easy, but more workable, but for uh, handiness and clean-up and all that, sometimes them pre-mix bags are the way forward. Are you guys being safe? Because I know that we always talk a lot about silica. Yeah. And like it's just like everyone's always hard on on the masons, the concrete guys, the stone guys, even the hardscaping guys. Are you seeing more more and more guys telling each other to I, put the PPE on? I, I was one of them guys once. We all like, were. But, Trust but then me, we all over were. Over time, yeah, you do. You, you learn how bad it is, and you start telling other people here, man, we shouldn't be doing this. But uh, around me, there's no uh, dust anymore because it's just. Even uh, like the, the guy down the road, like he's getting it in his lungs too, even though he's not getting paid. Like he's just sitting on his backyard and he's yeah. getting it. So it's not good, man. It, it, you try got to stay away from it. And as we have no more like knowledge is power, don't be stupid, I guess. Just just share it, yeah, man. Like, just, I mean, at the point when you're taking your break during the course of the day and you blow your nose and all of a sudden it's just all black, there's got to be something yeah, in man, your mind yeah, exactly. telling you, listen, if there's black there... Yeah, what's, it, what's in my lungs there? Yeah, the moment, exactly, but, right? Uh, so the shower, when you go to the shower and there's like... It's just coming everywhere, you're like, it's not good. It's not... I mean, and a lot of guys, what frustrates me is when I start seeing quick cuts and guys are pulling them out and not necessarily hooking them up to the hoses. Yeah. But I mean, I know, I know that it's like one cut. We'll just do one cut and just take care of it. But all of a sudden, one cut turns into ten cuts and then... I know it's sometimes it's difficult to get a hose and get it all going, it but I mean, there's always a way if you can get even a bucket of water and just splash on it. So then it just keeps the dust down. Yeah, a lot of times we have a, like heavy vax on site, like with, nice. with grinders just for them one coats kind of, and they're always, you usually, any of the bigger sites, just 
leave them hooked up the whole time there's always a use for them and then if you're doing the one cut you do that but there's also a hose for when, once you start doing the 20 assembly cuts, line yeah, you start getting into production yeah. at that point yeah so you, you're a mason so right off the bat i already know you're not driving a van you're driving a pickup truck yeah. and rightfully so so I'm just curious, what kind of pickup truck you driving? Uh, Chevy 2500 at the moment. Yeah, and you like it? I do, yeah. Yeah. I, I would uh, an F-150 was the dream. What you need a 2500, <laughs> man. Like, you need, you need just that. don't tell the Chevy guys that you your know, dream yeah. is at a Ford, man. Well, one of them Raptors, man, is pretty. Ah, a hundred thousand dollar pickup yeah, truck. Yeah, then like I'm like we're, we're no matter what happens, we're we're a dirty mate, we're a dirty trade. So as long as you're actually doing work, like. There's no point in having a truck that's really... I just don't have a clean I, truck. Like, just I don't like, think I've ever seen a dirty interior Raptor. No, exactly. So I, I do worry, like, <laughs> it, maybe someday, but, like, it's a... a maybe when you're you're teaching and just doing site visits and actually handling the clients and doing all that kind of business I stuff. Just have two pickup trucks. That's all it is. You <laughs> get the dirty just, Raptor yeah, and the yeah, clean yeah, Raptor. Yeah, yeah, that's that's all it is, <laughs> <Yeah>. man. <laughs> no, it is. You know what? In all fairness, that is a nice truck, man. I actually prefer it over anything that Chevy's coming out, but Chevy guys are going to attack me because oh, they'll God. always talk about a Denali or whatever. Well, the Chevy's... It never gave me any trouble, and it, I put it through hardship, and so yeah, yeah. I got nothing but respect for it. But uh, that's it. Whatever gets me around, man. And I'm curious. I mean, like being Irish, what kind of tools are you using? What uh, brand? Makita. You're Makita, yeah. of course. And, you're, and you're, Hilti, yeah, Hilti for anything uh, chipping wise. You're all Hilti. Yeah. So, a battery, all battery too, oh, huh? No, all no. Uh, for use chipping guns like up from a fifty to a three thousand, like the, the bigger the bigger guys. There's there's no point in going battery point like i've used them before and they are good and they're fairly decent but when you're doing something for eight hours a day i can't be changing batteries and the power cord's not that difficult like i once I, you I, get on site there's yeah, gonna once be you power get on site man like and i have all the cordless for the little it's little small tools if i need to hand grinders or anything you need just but if anything bigger corded Someday I'm sure that the way the batteries, I've heard you say, like they're 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 heavy, so they get heavy, yeah, man. So like I, I think the car that is has its uses. I've always said that if there's power on site, man, just use it. I That's all so. it is. I know a lot of guys will just say, oh, I don't want to be tethered. I don't want to be tethered or tied to something. But it's just like you said, changing batteries all day and also carrying that weight of the battery too. Of That's just how it is. Has there been any kind? Have you not done anything like a specific kind of mason job? Um, have you not touched that you want to touch? No, I'd say I've touched pretty much everything I've done. I've done it all, really, like uh, landscaping, blocks, new builds, restorations. What are some of the challenges ones that you've done? The new builds, not, not that they're challenging, but like they're hard on your mind by the time you just it's kind of seems repetitive. Anything that's repetitive and I don't use my brain on a constant basis, kind of, I just get bored of it not bored like i'll produce good work and but anything that i don't find stimulating after when, once you figure out the heights and you figure out where the door is going to be and you figure out all the things then you're just laying bricks all day so when you come to a new building you see and you got four walls and you got x amount of doors and x amount of windows you've already planned it got it all done yeah, you do. I, i'd spend a few days on site just like mark and everything it's all in the prep like, to make money at anything it's all in the preparation so just get right from day one and everything will run smoothly so even if you don't have anyone there just on prepping figuring out where everything's going to go where's blocks where's bricks where's 
sand's gonna go where's the guy's gonna be able to move around and the sites in our, in this country aren't very big like you know when them tight toronto, them toronto homes you're working on and there's like 50 by 100 you mean like and you're just trying to fit everything into the site yep. and not get in the way and have access for the other trails that are going to come in and out. Give and you three or four feet on the yeah, side. Like, and guys want to get the machine in. Other guys have framers need to get the wood in and the wood has to go somewhere. And it's just like it's, it's constant. Like So you have to really think three or four, six, eight steps ahead sometimes. Well, and then also for the finish, yeah. you got to think about all the cleanup and, and how to organize and how to demobilize everything afterwards. Because I, I've seen some messy sites that have been left by masons, and I'm just so whose responsibility is this now? I don't understand. Yeah. Are we just going to cover all this brick? Yeah. Is that what we're going to do? But no, it's. I agree with you. Like when you get there, you prep everything, but you also got to figure out how you're going to unprep everything. Yeah, well, you have to have a spot where the mess can go, like yeah. just like for cutting, like just a dirty area and just leave it there and that be it. But even that looks good, Kevin. Like, honestly, like, even if you see Masons working away and all of a sudden all the offcuts or any garbage is all in one area, it makes the job site look that much nicer and plus more professional. Yeah, and when you wait, when you arrive in the morning, like, yeah. it, it makes you, like, when you arrive onto a clean site, it's just like, it does give you a little, uh, just a little kick in the morning saying, oh, it's not so bad. I, there's not like walking through, tripping over a block or tripping over this or... Holding your coffee and just dangling <laughs> on some brick or something. Yeah, like it, it can yeah. ruin the morning. Yeah. That coffee getting spilt in the morning. Why is it call it, call it today? I'm just curious. So how many guys to do an average house for, on the crew to pull it off? I guess it's hard for yeah, two. Four, four masons, like you want, you want to have four masons and two or three laborers for any sort of decent sized project. Anything, especially new build, you have to kind of, unless you have that, like, wasting times where it's hard to get three or four good masons to turn up at one place at one time, <laughs> unless it's the bar, maybe. <laughs> really? Yeah. But, Is it really that uh, difficult? Like on a Monday be. or a Tuesday? Yeah, well, Wednesday, you're not talking too bad. But oh, really? <laughs> so start the week on Wednesday, make them work all the yeah. way through until Sunday. Well, no, like, that won't work. Half day Friday. No, so that's all it is. <laughs> <laughs> I've always noticed that, man, when I'm working with the Irish guys, man, that, that Friday is like, they work so hard in the morning. Like, yeah. they work so hard in the morning, and they get so much done by noon, and then all of a sudden they start kind of just wheeling the, the day down. And then by mid-afternoon, they're like, okay, the, the week's done. We're good. We're good. Off to the bar. Yeah, man. That's all it, it is. It used to be the way, but at some point you can't... Uh can't you can't go to the bar every doesn't Friday. that take a toll on your body it does it does your and your mind as well when you're deep when you're i work pretty much every day all the time when you're waking up on a saturday morning you have to go meet a client and you're going and you have that head on you you're just like i don't even want to deal with you right now but still uh, you gotta go do it so yeah, it's another point, job another project at some point it's not really you can't burn the candle at both ends forever pick and choose your times and moments not just every friday <laughs> so who's on the crew with you is it mostly irish guys or are there yeah. other guys there all, mostly all irish, irish guys man, eh? yeah. all irish eh? yeah well not so much now because uh unfortunately there hasn't been anyone come over the last 18 months because of so, yeah, yeah so, of so, course so we've lost some guys and we haven't got any new so we have got a few uh canadians and i i, I like working with everyone i don't but i definitely there's a, a work ethic among the canadians well yeah that is uh, trust me i'm not going to disagree with you that doesn't quite mesh with sometimes what I uh, set out as a, a acceptable standard of work, and but there is good ones. I've, I have a few good ones. I've uh, 
a re- actually retired postman. He's probably one of the best I have, man. He's like a fifty something. He is a he's a dog to go. Really? Yeah, yeah. But he, so, what f- made him want to leave posts and go into masonry? I, well, I, he's only on a part time basis. He's only he's only recently retired, but he uh, he always but he just found me and he's actually f- f- a father of a, a female mason that works in the city. Yeah, the, the brick chick. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh she's, wow. Yeah, she's she's fairly good, and it's her father is just a. But anyone that wants to work... And he's good, too. He is, man. Yeah. He's got the work ethic. Mm-hmm. That's well, it. I mean, he's got the work ethic. Yeah, that you got to work sure. ethic. you got to work ethic. Yeah. It'd be a nice experiment to try to ship off a bunch of Canadians to Ireland and bring Irish guys back here and then see what happens there. But I'd, I'd just be a little nervous about what they would do over there. Yeah, I would, too. <laughs> I would, too. I don't know. It, it is a shame. Up. I'm glad that you're saying it because you're not the only one that says it. I say it all the time. And other people that have been on the show, they say it as well. You said at the beginning of the show, it, they feel it's beneath them. Yeah. They don't want to... They're forgetting Frank Lloyd Wright when he was talking about bricks. He could talk about a brick, a single brick, and what it could do and what it could change and and what it could become. And it's just like, you guys are missing this opportunity. Mm -hmm. There's lots of opportunities when you become a mason. And why not take advantage of that? you got eight hours. Learn. Learn from those eight hours, man. You can build build your own house as well. You can, like, it's pretty much, you can do anything if you can do a... Well, I suppose if you're anything in construction, you get to the top, you can basically build anything you want and... It's kind of a good feeling knowing you can do that. Well, I find it. I guess other people... Isn't that what we're all doing anyway? We're we're all kind of meeting all the people that we want to work with us, to help us when we got our personal projects going on. Yeah, of course. Can you come by for a day or two? And then I'll come by for a day or two. And then all of a sudden you end up pulling off something that... It is. I see a lot of work in your your post that you've done, right? I know that I've come across so many clients for chimney repairs, right? Yeah. It's almost like every house in Toronto has to be repaired. Mm -hmm. Like they've just left... They may have fixed the brick on the, the facade of the house, but they've left the chimney. They keep on leaving it, and it just keeps on wearing away, wearing away, and not realizing it. And then all of a sudden, you come in, and there's so much prep involved for a chimney repair, yeah. man. Well, they're dangerous. Well, I've, I've seen, like, I've heard, like, I've called up to a house recently to look at the chimney, and uh, he said the daughter had a, a brick had fallen off the chimney and hit, hit the daughter in the arm. Like, and But if you look up at the chimney, it didn't look that bad from where you're sta- standing. But oh, when you got up there? Yeah, but sure, who, who checks is the roof? Who checks Nobody the chimney? Does. Like, who, Nobody who goes does. up there? So unless it, you can see it from the ground and no one looks up at your roof either. Like, they can be dangerous at the, at the end of it all, but, yeah, they're, they're also not properly maintained. And that's important, especially if they're used. Yeah. And so if they're used, you got to understand that in the winter months, you got that heat coming out through the center of it, and then you've got the cold brick that's from the elements, mm-hmm. and then that's just deteriorating over time, right? Yeah, it doesn't take long. Do you like doing them? They're I, challenging, I, yeah, man. They're challenging, and it's like it's got a lot of setup. Huge amount it, of it setup. Can, it can be somewhat like if hard to get guys up there. A lot of masons are afraid of heights as well. Like you would be surprised. Really? I, I know a few that are afraid of heights. So yeah. Then people, they should become landscapers and know, just yeah, stay but, on the ground. But, but, but when the uh, when you're in the scaffold and they're they're caged in, but they're up on the roof. Sometimes you're not can't be fully caged in. You can be barriers around you. You can have the barriers you can be tied on. But and they get a little nervous. It's just not as safe as working off a scaffolding. And you gotta you gotta watch where your foot goes all the time. And then you got the pulley as well the to bring pulley, up the buckets, yeah, right? And, and, you're working if something drops off things fall if things do people do kick things and it doesn't mean when you're moving you're getting into a groove and you might kick a little chip of brick you just you have to be extra careful and sometimes i don't know sometimes it's not worth the the effort for a lot of people but i'll do whatever you ask me to do really have you ever come across and and worked on any of the older uh, basement foundations the boulder 
foundations. Yeah, well, I have done a bit of one. I done. A, I was actually out in Markham working on a, an old stone house built by um, it was like um, Amish, I guess, of some okay. description. But they built this big mansion out in uh, Markham and uh, like Markville area or something. Uh, it's like just, just out beside Orangeville. Okay. Yeah, restored. Um, a load of stone, built two chimneys from restored two chimneys, did some and then I went down to the basement to do some work down there and there was boulders. It was all boulders. Boulders the size of me like and I was like how do these boys get these in here without yeah. any machinery? I think it was 1861 I seen in the front of the sure house. Sure will man that's all it is. Just just sure will. That's all it is. That's yeah. a, yes and but the, it was all the mortar joints were all like they were all crumbling apart. Yeah, but they, for for something that was what nearly 150 years old, like they do, uh, they kept the water away from the house. And that's yeah. what it's all about. Uh, they, there was no so drainage. There was no weeping no, tile. There was no, no nothing. Tile. I know. How did you end up repairing some of that stuff? SDS fished and take them out that way and bagged them and then pushed them in, remort or just kept. And that's get, it. Just, just did one at a time, or you had yeah. to do it at different stages. Well, yeah, you would probably do. Uh, three foot sections obviously you don't take too much because they can uh, drop a little bit and they do move a little bit so you don't take too much out but yep. over time you just kind of you realize what you can and can't take out and the bigger ones you might be able to take a bit more the smaller ones maybe don't take as much all at one time and then if you got into because i know Toronto's famous for this is where the clients will just want to blow out the whole back wall and create a massive window opening or a yeah. sliding door opening or open concept. i know and you're trying concept. to explain to them physics yeah. you know like where you want to remove one yeah. structure wall from a four structure and building you, and, you, and you're talking about where the joists are sitting and wh wh where the weight is and whether it's a load bearing and all this and they're trying to explain to them and then like oh well maybe well how come you could take out this one for no next to nothing but you want like so much to take out this one but i'm like well, like the amount of the effort i have to go in and shore this and make sure to this do that down protect and, that and for sure i'd rather take an extra precaution than one less like so that's the way i i see it like rather i don't want anything shifting moving so client can't see that and they can't see how long and how much how much effort has to go into getting something done so well there's lots of things that clients can't see and they just kind of refer to you but then all of a sudden you start telling them exactly how it's supposed yeah. to be done and it's not that you're telling them a way that's going to be ridiculously expensive they're just telling you how it's supposed to be done yeah. and then the numbers just start climbing so they just start thinking about alternatives or yeah. how to do it or what's the best way to do it but you still got to remember man when you remove a section of wall it starts to affect the, the adjacent walls. Of course, yeah. Like right? Things are built in squares. Yes. Like one wall supports the other wall. You can build with almost no support, just like four walls, like, and it'll just stand because one wall supports the other wall, yep. and physics, I guess, keeps it up. But yeah, they don't understand that simple. Take you one got wall roof out. structure, floor structure, yeah. you got everything sitting These on there. flat roofs that are yeah. serious weights in winter with the snow. Like, they don't understand and all this moving weight. And I noticed that you got in, like, on your, also on your post that the fireplace fireboxes, man. I've always been, uh, when I start seeing a good firebox being built, oh, yeah. that's, you want to talk about prep and you want to talk yeah, about yeah. math and you want to, like, that's, I've seen bad fireboxes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know. So, do you uh, like working with the fire bricks? Uh, yeah, I do. Like, there's winter in this country, like, so yeah. you, have, you have to have your uh, winter activities planned. You got to do the something. Fireboxes are good, man, but uh, not too many are actually in use anymore. There's not too many 
people are actually using the fires anymore so when you get one it's nice it's nice to change your hand at something i guess have you gotten into i know that i'm not not a lot of masons are wet certified right no so i mean because you uh, that's the thing about it you'll yeah. get a lot of clients and, and they'll tell you listen we want a true fire Mm-hmm. place right so and regarding wet right which is w-e-t-t yeah, yeah, yeah. i don't remember what it stands for i can't i forgot what it stands for yeah, i'll try yeah. to figure it out yeah. and i'll put it into the copy of the podcast there's certain parameters on how depending on the size of the the fireplace opening how deep the firebox is going to be how tall the firebox is going to be and then how big your hearth is going to be so there's all this math that's associated mm-hmm. with that and then that affects your home insurance yeah. if you don't build this properly it's all about getting the air out quick enough correct and allowing the air out and making sure the right amount of air can come in i guess and uh, it also then it depends on what kind of stove you're going to put in or what kind of fireplace you want to put in and then so then it kind of everything has a knock-on effect as you know everything has an effect on the next thing yeah so and that's construction that's that's the game we play yeah but then the funny thing is that okay fine so you'll come up with the firebox you'll come up with the fireplace you'll satisfy the client on that and then they'll come in and months later they'll tell you oh by the way we're gonna have a 1200 cfm hood fan for our kitchen that's going to be about 15 feet away yeah and that affects the firebox now yeah because now you're talking about pressure negative pressure yeah. inside the house and so when they're using the fireplace and you're cooking at the same time, that's actually going to draw the air out of the firebox and into the back into the house. Yeah. And that could create a problem. So that's why there's a lot of things that you got to factor in. So the more that clients and tradespeople are open and upfront and honest with everybody, the better you're going to get as a result. Everywhere. The person designing it now to the person that's building it to the person that's going to be living with it. Everyone needs to be on the same page. And I've often heard, like, I think yourself saying, like, you want to be bringing in the contractor as early as possible to talk yeah, to the designer, sure. to talk to, like, and then one person can tell the other and, and the homeowner doesn't get hit with a huge bill at the end because, oh, what we designed is, like, almost impossible unless we go to these extreme lengths to make it work. And extreme lengths ain't cheap. It's funny how homeowners would probably think to bring a designer in first before a contractor, which yeah. I totally disagree well, with that. It's the truest statement ever. You should. I, I rather bring a tradesperson in first, especially if it's something special. Like if there's a special detail in your home that is critical, then I would look at the tradesperson coming in first mm-hmm. and dis- and at least have a conversation with them and then bring in a designer. And then basically the designer and the tradesperson and the contractor and the homeowner all discuss it. You can come up with a better finished product that way as well. Even from the homeowner, they can, rather than just listen to one person's opinion, you can have a second person. And even if you know yourself, you're talking to a trade and together you can come up with a better plan, even though you're not the trade that's doing the work, but your ideas can fuel the trade to come up with a better ideas and together you can come up with a great idea that's basically yeah, it. that's kind of that's yeah. why I would and that's how that. it should be that's when it goes smooth yeah and then you enjoy it and then you'll be pleased because in the end you guys just like the homeowners just want to enjoy the house that's they all know, it is yeah. but they want to enjoy the house that's got no problems mm-hmm. but you got to listen to the professionals that know how to solve the problems mm-hmm. but most of them don't they don't want to because yeah. the bill attached to that is very high of course and the, the bill for good work is high to begin with and then like good work that's uh unusual custom is like to say like that's it's always going to be skyrocketed but a happy customer makes it all worthwhile and if the customer wants it and 
a lot of times they do and they want to pay for whatever they wanted and they want it the way the way they want it and that's kind of it is funny though kevin like i mean honestly sometimes i'd be on sites and i'll be discussing the cost of certain things and i think that they're fair market value and what it is and i and i know based on my experience speaking to other trades of the same category that this is the cost of it this is the ballpark of it but they'll keep on jabbing at you the client and they'll be asking you of different ways that you can come up with to reduce that number as you're standing in the driveway in front of their hundred thousand dollar mercedes benz you know what i'm saying and then all of a sudden they got all these other things that they've spent the money on without any issues but now it comes to your home and what you want to do and you've got issues with paying the money that's attached to this especially when you're talking about the exterior and like what protects your home the roof the exterior it's like at the end of the day it kind of if that fails the house and everything inside it can be ruined like so i don't think so why chance that why chance that there's like, no reason to chance no. it man so just like end up spending but i mean it's hard a brick bill can get to what 50 60 70k easily without even being straightforward and i like know it, downtown and like easy accessible with like you can't get the bricks you have to sometimes walk the bricks around the house by hand on like a two foot extra alleyway. labor to extra do that to me, like so everything has a huge cost and get up the scaffolding then on top of that like around the back because there's no machine so it can like it can just skyrocket very quickly i haven't even asked anybody like you guys in this during the COVID, has it been difficult to get bricks not really no there's still exactly. been a steady well, I, there's, I, there's still I been a talking about the, the custom i've had a few problems with uh interlocking recently i've been trying to source they can't get white portland cement i think it is yeah so they can't um there's lots of colors they can't do so there's some of these gray with whites they can't uh, get but the price hasn't really been too bad and any of the, the bricks haven't had any problems with brick except for custom maybe coming from abroad of course with anything but from overseas, yeah, been, overseas. But, but everything like all those like the the um uh the toronto rose brick yeah that's made here yeah, yeah. yeah that's what yeah. i thought right so then yes. all of a sudden we, we you, ha you have a good access to bricks in this i mean they're all produced in canada to the majority that you use on a day-to-day -day basis but there is uh as, as i mean the price has gone up to, to a little bit but not like like other like other trades you've heard yeah. of like so it's in the grand scheme of things it hasn't been huge. it's actually brick is a good option now, yeah well like it's almost coming it. on par with some things that are like uh, wood based and you know what i mean there is wood's gotten expensive well, siding's like, gotten expensive even vinyl siding has gone up yeah. there's been like four increases this year this year alone there's been four increases so if you're talking like a dollar for dollar and it was three times more once upon a time and it's close now so there is people I feel if we could get the workers, there's work out there and there's more people would do it if you could get it done with a reasonable out. Because, uh, well, you only have the few months of the year to do it. Like, it's not. I know, but this is Canada. And sometimes you'll get those clients that they won't mind paying. For the tarpon. Yeah, you know, for yeah. tenting, right? But then all of a sudden, I've never been. It's cozy in there. Trust me, it's mm -hmm. cozy in there. But it's just like you're, you're working in an environment with propane heaters going yeah. on all day long and i get it the, the construction can't stop and the variables when, when like there's enough variables in this country it, it, like nine months a year but when you're talking about propane and you're talking about all the thing do someone forgets to put propane at night and it cuts out and then every joint freezes and then in the spring you have to come back and cut out a whole section and do it all again that's the major yeah, risk like, and no yeah. one's like yeah the, you might charge the client for the propane and all that at the time but then 
who's on the hook, like how you get you're on the hook for the comeback. For sure. You're in September, but like you're trying to explain to the client that there's a good chance that like something may go wrong, like it's not perfect, and you probably won't know until the spring how bad it's been until everything's gone and it's gone through a season. Yeah, it's gone through a season and it's kind of heated up a bit, and then you notice all they all cracked or that's off their happening but what have you seen kevin like how much extra are we talking about if we wanted to if a client really wanted to tent and do the tarp and do all that and pay for that extra cost i've never i've always told the clients it is what it is when we get there i have to figure out what the labor is going to be attached to tarp everything and then also like you said 24-hour heat yeah. that's going on there but someone also has to do night watch yeah you can't leave that site alone with propane heaters no. going on right no. so you got to be cautious of that so i mean i i've i've heard and i've seen get as high as an extra ten thousand dollars just yeah, to do course. that yeah well it depends as well if you can have a a lot of people, especially when you have to, to that point and you put the propane heater in the basement and if you can tarp the house in that you use the basement heat rather than the propane actually in the tents, then you can kind of keep the, the price down around that money. But if the propane, I've seen the propane go in the tents. It just keeps on. Well, it keeps going on and then, yeah, it's just... And then you have to make sure it's just dangerous man yeah that, that night rate getting guys to come that, back and you night, can't and sleep you no, can't sleep because you're uh, thinking i might yeah. come into a house that's, that's still burnt gonna... down i know <laughs> you know what i mean simple as that you have to burn down and then it? that's your business and yeah. that's your responsibility so you do have to be, uh, i don't know I, I don't encourage it but like exactly there is the clients that want you to do it and uh, well i mean it. we get realistically nine months of the year yeah. like eight nine months of the year that you can do fairly good bricking Right up to Christmas. Like yeah. Right up to Christmas and then January, February. Those March, are the harsh months. Just kinda, yeah. January and February, and you just try and stay away. So, what do you end up doing? Do you get a lot? Because a lot of brickies will take some downtime at that time, yeah, I'll right? Take, I'll take downtime or I'll take uh, all these, what is it like the, uh, what did they call them? The walls, the uh, main wall, the. Uh, the load bearing? No. No, it's like when you put the, the brick on the interior wall, just to stick on brick for the, the main attraction of the room. What would you call it? Oh, that? so just for a brick veneer? Yeah, but one wall. Yeah, wants like an wall. accent wall. Yeah, accent, accent yeah. wall. So everyone wants this accent wall. I was going to ask you yeah, about that because so it's almost like rage, a slap. Man. And I, I like if my dad was still living, he'd be shaking his head oh, at that yeah. brick veneer because yeah. be, he wouldn't know what to do with it. He goes, give it to the tile guy. Yeah. Like this is what, what this is in brick. Yeah. But I mean, I've done it before too. Do you like doing them? But you'll tackle those well, on I the do. downtime. I, I do like doing them. They do. Uh, they're nice. They're a nice project. It's easy enough. It's to fast. Grand. It's grand. Yeah, it's fast. It's, it's fast. clean. Like it's. It's it's nice, man. It is. And then the mortar bag, and you just take everything yeah, and just yeah. scrape it, and then yeah. it just looks just good, going, right? Yeah, and it does look well in the room. Like you can really add a, a pop to any any room you go into, and I, I think it does. Uh, under stairs, I, I love when you have them black stairs, and you and you have it in behind it. It looks really good. Um, it does look the good. Red brook, it, it does, it does it look good, good, man. No, no, I agree with you, man. Mm -hmm. Because then you don't have to worry about structure. You just put plywood base, or you do yeah. a cement base, and you just put cement that. Board, usually just that's all it is, yeah. Down, yeah. And then adhere it all, and then you're using the fat spacers that's all you're doing yeah. i gotta ask you kevin though yeah. where did the name came from just because i mean just yeah. the way your demeanor is the, that yeah well it was i have to give the credit to my wife on this one she, oh if she, she came up with it oh she'd be very listen upset. i love i yeah. love hearing a lot of tradesmen giving credit to their significant yeah, others I, man. I, yeah. I love that I, I actually came up with it i went to um i went on holidays to dominican republic and my appendix burst there about uh two years ago yeah oh. just before covid but yeah so and it, it all went horribly wrong so i was on the, i was on the couch <laughs> in canada when i got back for uh, a while and i started uh 
that's when she came up with it. She just decided the Friendly Mason. That's it. <laughs> it's a great the name. The Friendly Mason was born. It's a great name, man. It is. Okay. So she came up with it while you were in pain. Yeah, while I was in pain. I still had a laugh, and I was still able to, no matter how bad it gets, man, you can always have a laugh. Like so. Oh, that must have been painful, oh, man. It was, man. It was brutal. They don't have the same... Uh, Medical no medical advancements over no. there to do here. That no. I found it out very quickly. <laughs> always get health insurance. Always get health insurance, man. Or travel just insurance. cover yourself just yeah, in yeah. case, man. Yeah, I can imagine that. Yeah. Are you bringing? You're gonna eventually come in and make Friendly Mason bigger, bigger yeah, and bigger. That, that, that's the plan. I, I have. A, I'm hoping to just expand over time and like I, I do work as the, a foreman now at the moment for another company and I I do that on the side. And it's like at the moment I'm I'm booked up for the remainder of the year almost and on oh, both on yeah, both on both yeah oh, really? solid man. So yeah. what are you doing? You, you're working solid five days for them, and then on the weekends you pull. No, up? Uh, I I usually work like I'll do a project at a time for them. So I'll do a project, get it done onto a project of my own, back nice. to a project for them, project for me. That kind of works like that, and they, they and they're it. totally cool with that. Absolutely cool with it. They, yeah. they, they know what I bring, and they know that good attitudes are hard to find man and I, I don't mind hard work so yeah. I, I like running shows like and they, they a lot of time it's bigger bigger things with them and I'll uh, hopefully be running the bigger things on my own at some point but uh, you looking forward to that yeah yeah I, mean, I, I love the responsibility that you get and uh, just making it an angry client happy man I kind of get a bit of a satisfaction off that that thick client that you arrive up the first day and they're they're, they're like looking at you like with squinty eyes and they're like oh I wonder what this guy's up to like and then at the end they're like after about two weeks they're coming out uh, with beers for you and they're like oh do you want that do you want to toss a sandwich there and, <laughs> and kind of just getting them turning them and then like they, at the end they're like wow like th thanks for uh for doing that like and I'm like I'm, you're paying me to do it but yeah do you know what I mean but I you ever to... confront them later on after everything's all good and the job's all done you, you kind of go listen did you have your suspicions of me or of something of course man. Yeah, yeah, yeah and that's I, how they react I, I do i do like to question them as to why they picked me and why why that's important you yeah, should of course like, yeah. and attracted you to me and like i wanted to be a good environment for me to work for them to be around and like i want them to be able to come out and ask me questions and like i get I'll, I'll look for their opinion and like obviously sometimes you shouldn't really look for their opinion because it but you'll learn yeah like you learn what people want and yeah. don't want and they'll tell you what they were looking at what mm -hmm. they paid attention and i've told people young and old listen someone's always paying attention Man, it's true statement you've ever said seriously you, you, like the amount of people who refer referral based like i'm like i'm 90 percent referral based at this point and it's all come around from you never know who's watching the you neighbors the neighbors watching the neighbor has a person who needs a job done like he's working for the, the homeowners working for a, a company that needs something done or they have someone like so you just never know like and even they're making mental notes of how yeah. you're running the site how you arrive on site how you leave the site mm -hmm. they're making these mental notes man yeah. and, and that's what's going to get you work and even if that person who's watching isn't hiring you someone in their circle yep. is looking for a mason mm -hmm. and then they're gonna go you know what i saw this guy across the street and the guy did a really amazing job mm -hmm. they will plant that seed and, and that's and it's almost work. like if you get the referral it's kind of like half the job is done like yeah. I, I have to you're not just coming some guy off the street that they don't know and maybe like they're a bit suspect they already have a john down the road says he's good like so that's half the battle like yeah so yeah like yeah you can show them all the pictures and you can do referrals online and the google reviews you can have all that but like if someone says geez he did a good job my job house that's like work that trumps all that it stuff. does yeah i it think does. so anyway
They know it for sure. It does. That's important. So I hope that these guys are doing that. I mean, you've you seen a lot of the young guys just spending too much time on their phones and taking the pictures of the work that they yeah. do. I was once bad for taking the pictures, but now I find... I almost have to remember to take a picture. I have to make a mental note, like take some pictures. Just take it. You never know if you might need yeah, it later I, I on. I get so wrapped up in doing the job that, yeah, but it is it's a terrible habit that people have of like just being on the phone all day. Like just like, oh, anytime you turn your back, you turn back and he's like putting his hand back in his pocket trying to hide it. <laughs> you're like, man, I know you're on your phone. Go on. But, uh, but it's just addictive, man. And I know that I've told these kids before, man, as much as do a cleanse. Do a social media cleanse, man. Basically, I know it's hard. Lock away, like leave, leave social media. Don't check it. And it's that sad thing is that, and I'm to blame for this too. When I was like a long time ago, you wake up in the morning, the first thing you do is check your social media. And I'm like, don't do that. Don't do it. Like, and we all do it. That's the problem. But, but on site, I, I actually enjoy seeing trades work on site. And then they'll ask me, you know, can I take a picture? And I'm like, of course you can yeah. take a picture, right? Because everybody, I want people to feel that pride. So there is a difference between taking a picture for social media and you're wasting a day versus taking a picture for social media because you're proud of what you just did. Or trying to get the angles right for the picture and lay <laughs> down your belly, like shooting up. Like for if you want to do that, then yeah. by all means do that. Yeah, but yeah. then also do that while you're doing the yeah, work. Exactly. Yeah. Right. If you take that much effort for a picture, you might as well take that much effort for the That's job. It sometimes take too much in the, the zone that they even take the phone out and it does break momentum and that's in the masonry game anyway when things are going hard and mortars going off like momentum is everything like once you get going just don't look don't just go just it's go, a, go, I, go. I was told by a concrete guy like there's no way that anybody that's moving concrete in wheelbarrows should be moving slow like when concrete's there and it's going, oh, man. you can't move slow. Like you need to have a brisk pace, right? You yeah. need to keep on going. There was someone that you were had on about concrete a while ago, and like the the organized chaos is yeah. one of like it's DGR. I think it's, it was. It's, we're it's talking about it. Like it is. Yeah. Like I I don't I stay away from it, but like when you're in that, and when like, you see it, and everyone just kind of like shout like, and it just like it just like there's such energy, like it's kind of it is like inspiring, like but then like I don't know how I could do it one of the front like stressful <laughs> stuff like, but it's the same thing with yeah, masons yeah man. it is yeah i guess i, I have it's it now but yeah it's stressful but but that concrete a blowout if you have a blowout in a concrete wall man there's like there's no height it's devastating that. yeah there's it's like devastating. there is times that like concrete i don't envy the concrete guys they really they can't put a step wrong sometimes or it's uh that's when you see a crew that loves the business or loves the brotherhood of that crew mm -hmm. if you do get a blowout how quickly they react to it, yeah. you know, and how they solve it and, and, and possibly how they could solve it fast, right? That's when you see everybody step up. That's when the solutions come in. Yeah. It's all about the solutions. Yeah, nobody's looking at problems. They're just <laughs> yeah. coming up with solutions. Everybody's yeah. got every solution possible. The brotherhood really steps in. And that's when you love it, man. One for one, one for all. That's like, all, that's we, exactly we get this it. concrete poured. <laughs> or the same with anything. Like, yeah. that, when things are going off and the elements are involved, you just... Gotta go, man. Don't don't think about it. Just do it. So I mean, you're just getting started. And I gotta keep on asking this, but the thing is, 20 years from now, still gonna be in the game. Still gonna have the love yeah, for the man, passion. I love I love I, I love the people in construction mainly. Like, there's not too many other industries in the world that you can just meet such a pack of oddballs. Together, Cast of characters together, is what I've called like, them. It's just like the yeah. Adams family there. Yeah, like, yeah, just yeah. like <laughs> there's one of each, uh, like each type of each crew, like and. 
But like you said, you can learn something from every single one. All you need is an attitude, man. If you have the right attitude, like a bank manager can come be a mason as long as he has the right attitude. And like you can, anyone can do anything with the right attitude. And that's kind of half the battle, especially in the construction game when you have to really, your mind comes into it. And when you have to push yourself a bit, like it just, stuff doesn't happen itself. You have to make it happen. Like it's... There's no computer program those to make are, it work. Those are true words, man. Yeah. Those are true words because a lot of people come in. I think I used to joke earlier on in my days of uh, of construction where I would see someone come in with a bad attitude. And I would just say, I really wish that you came into work instead of your attitude. Yeah, you know what I mean? And they would just look at me not understanding what I just said. Yeah. And I just like, I really like you as a person. I don't like your attitude. So I'd rather you come into work instead of that attitude, we, man. Yeah, I have. I work with some great guys. Like I have worked with great guys. Even the best guy in the world, if he's constantly in a bad mood, like kind of, like as much as I might like you, and I go for a beer with you, but like when I'm working on site, like and I need to get stuff done, like it doesn't help the situation. It doesn't, no. It doesn't get done quicker. It doesn't. Like all you're gonna do is make the guy down the road a bit angrier because like in the morning go in and say good morning how are you like before everything goes to 100%, shit before yeah. it all goes wrong just go in and say hey how are you yeah. hope it, do you know what I mean hope you had a good evening like you're ready for a good day here and like a bit of smile a cheeky joke and then just get at it man like and I think that's the right way to start a day like because if you start with oh jeez another day here <laughs> oh, you're already when's lost. lunch you're when, when are we going to end I know yeah, and you're going to be hating it you know the boys are from Journeyman Group yeah I do know the yeah, boys you must know yeah, yeah. yeah that's uh, that that was my first introduction yeah. to the irish guys man yeah. and uh it was actually barry my electrician who's actually back home yeah. he went back home three years ago i think it was yeah, yeah he's the one that introduced me and and at the beginning i had a hard time following the accent I know. but then i picked it up fast right i, I did i did work with uh tommy and the boys before yeah Tom, uh, but, Tom, but tommy is so mason like he <laughs> got some anger issues but he's so no no but he's a, he's a good he's a great <laughs> he mason really, really but, good, but barry gave me a heads up he's like listen if you think you had a hard time listening to my accent when you start speaking to Tommy and, and Donald, yeah. you're going to yeah. have a hard time. And, and yeah. it was exactly that. It was very, very hard to... But now I, I understand them. Yeah. But they're they're hard workers, man. They're good, man. They are. Hard, they're, hard they're, workers. Like, Nothing but respect. Yeah, and Tommy's probably one of the best Masons I've ever met. Yeah. Man. He's I've really, sat there and watched him. He's really... In awe. Yeah, he's I've really just watched good, him man. in awe, man. And, yeah. and, and, like he, and you talk about prep and stuff. Like yeah. the, the, the way he just... I know he'll yell. Oh, yeah. I know he'll but yell. I love it someday. I, like, I don't know. I kind of... But I love that part. But like he always say he's yelling, but like you kind of see it in him. That's just him. He's not angry. He's no. just like he's just he's just he's, he's educating. Yeah, he's he's just, teaching. He just gets it done. That, yeah. And like and he, he has a standard that you can't go below. And like I kind of like I like guys like that made me into the mason I am. Like the good mason that wants to do a high standard of work and little things off. Like he catched them, and I think that's the way it should be. He's like, always willing to communicate. He's yeah. always interested in in how to figure out. Okay, what exactly do you want to pull off here? What's the best thing? His, you... his face might go a red, bit red. Oh sometimes yeah, doing yeah, it, but yeah, yeah he he gets you there. But he'll get it. Yeah, totally <laughs> get it there. And he's done some like they, Donald and him and his crew. They've done some amazing work yeah, for me. Yeah, man. I know. Yeah. So nothing but respect for those mm-hmm. guys. So it's funny because I just and also there's Tony. Is it Tony from Straight Up? I don't know Tony. Oh, you don't know Tony? No, yeah, because no, I, I met him a couple. I, I haven't hired him in, yet. Uh, popped into him in Creep Maker once or twice, but I don't think I've actually we've actually introduced. I've just okay, yeah. He'd be sitting on the counter for me, and I hear the Irish accent. I'm just like, well, how are you? Like, and it wouldn't be. It's like. 
he hears my accent, I hear yeah. his, and yeah. just keep yeah. going. Yeah, which is great. No, yeah. he, I've met him. He's actually quoted once, once or twice. He's quoted for me, but the clients didn't go. Yeah, yeah. They ended up finding somebody else instead, right? And uh, and I was like, yeah, I'm still itching to work with him as well too, because he seems like a good I guy. Know, there is, there's there, there's not my good masons around as well. There's especially the ones that aren't afraid to put their name out there. Yeah, there's lots of cheaper ones. There's always there's always guys that'll just do it like what. The good guys are the guys around 5, 10, 15, been around for 25 years doing this, and they're the guys that will do the good work. And, and they'll build the business, and man. pride themselves on it. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah, pride of work is the main thing, and being able to walk. Like, I know a lot of times, especially with masonry, sometimes you can kind of walk away from something, and, like, it looks good. The client says, oh, that looks good, like, but you... I, I, you like, know I, something. I can't sleep sometimes thinking about like that giant on the fifty third course <laughs> on the left hand side. I was like, I tried to get it right and I just couldn't reach it or something. And like, I nearly have to go back the next day and fix it. Like, but like a mason will spot it. Like, and it's pride at work. Like, I don't want just anyone to think I did good work. I want like the best guy to think Jesus. Like, I arrive on site and I see other masons working. Like, I mean, any every mason looks at someone else's work and like, and a lot of time like. I'll give it to them. I won't try to bring it down. I'll say, geez, that guy did good work or he, he wasn't messing. He knew what he was doing. Like, And then you walk on the site and you see the guy that didn't care at all and the pride of work. Is Are you guys very critical of each other? Yeah. Really very, critical, very, huh? Yeah, I feel so, yeah. Yeah. A lot of guys are. I, I try not to be. I try to like... I like everything bring people up rather than bring them down but the, a lot of people like to come on to s- jobs bring people down and like but sure unfortunately there's a price for everything like so if, if the client picks someone that was half the price of you you get what you pay for yeah. like anything in this world yeah. you get what you pay for so the client was never going to choose you anyway because like you weren't in their budget so it doesn't matter like they were going to get someone stop more. fighting that fight yeah. stop fighting just go on to the next guy that exactly. will pay you to do the good work and don't yeah. like bring yourself down and like try to run this person down because they'll do the the sea level work and they're probably going to still do it in 10 years time and they will have clients for it so as much there'll as always be clients i don't those. agree with it but yeah. it, it but that's how it is it is that's how it is man because it gets it. it gets expensive man it does, yeah it does. And, then, and good work is expensive and can take time like and like th- that perfectionism does take time and i love it man kevin thank you so much we got one more segment to do so i just want to remind everybody the friendly mason so email to reach out to you to get some work you're always looking for more of course, work man. if anything comes up the friendly mason at gmail.com and also on instagram it's friendly mason underscore yeah is that right? That's Friend, correct. Friendly Mason underscore. Friendly Ma- Mason underscore. And that's on IG, right? Yep. The 12 questions of yep, construction cool. there. You ready for this? Mm-hmm. <laughs> what is your favorite construction word? Ahead of schedule. Ah. Well, well, yeah. I don't know. Okay, I like that one. What is your least favorite construction word? Problem. Problem, man. Problem, guys. Whenever problem. even someone doesn't have to say it. Yeah. It's just written on their yeah. face. The guy, the guy that just looks at you was just like, oh, no. Like, like think about the pro- solution, not the problem. What turns you on in construction? A happy client. Always a happy yeah, client, eh? Happy client. Uh, no arguments at the end is always the best. What turns you off in construction? An unhappy client. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's no hard get, to there, deal there's with. There's no it's, getting by that, man. Yeah. You, like, at the end of the day, you, it's their job to be, it's your job to make them happy. and They hired you. That's it. What is your favorite curse word or phrase? <laughs> Cunts bastard. <laughs> You're Irish, yeah, man. man. I've never heard the word cunt so many times, yeah, man, yeah. from Irish, and I love it. That's how it is, man. Uh, what is your favorite car, truck, or bike, or vehicle? It's a Raptor, I'd have to say. The Raptor, eh? What's yeah. your least favorite? A Fiat Punto. 
It's like the equivalent the of like a. I think I've seen. I yeah, know you're talking. About. Fix it again tomorrow. Yeah, that's yeah, what yeah. It's all about. <laughs> Just like a little. Well, smart you're in Canada. Power. It's fix it again, Tony. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what construction sound or noise do you love? Pa 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 pa. De, de, <laughs> pneumatic uh, going like I don't the pneumatic use it, gun, you I just, just love it oh, man, you just it love just, it going you just unless it's like but some, you're a mason though I know man. yeah but mason's tools aren't that nice man like the ear protection yeah like, I, I hear ringing in the evenings if I don't do the proper uh, yeah you got you so, need it man you like, need between it between consoles and chipping guns like they're not that nice man. Like, <laughs> let's be honest the pneumatic gun is uh, a nice sound uh what construction sound or noise do you hate quick cut at this point man they're like it is screaming it, man eh? I didn't that and then when someone doesn't have a good blade on a quick cut if you have a blade that needs to be changed and it's on a fighting quick cut, man, it's fighting I can, man like, i can have nightmares over sometimes <laughs> what profession other than your own would you like to attempt uh, anything about on an office really i think i have to sit down all day every day anything. that's what you want to do oh no no what no, I no no so I that would be you a, want don't want to do a, a firefighter if I oh you want to be a firefighter yeah, yeah. well there's always time man man there's always time yeah i won't mind it but I, I know what. a lot of guys that got into construction from firefighting, right? I had I had a this I, I thought about going to do firefighter in Ireland, but they're all part time, and I I had started uh, doing my training for part time, but it's it wasn't really a career unless you moved to a city in Ireland. So that's why I'm not a firefighter. Mm, but that's why you're a mason. Though. Yeah, that's it, man. And so we already know what profession you would not like to yeah, do. Yeah. The office. Last question: If heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? You had a good one, bud. You had a good one. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin, thank you so much, man. A pleasure finally meeting you. I really appreciate you listening to the show, reaching out, and sending me the DMs and talking. I love the vibe. I love the energy. I love that's the I love seeing on site, man. Uh, I would like to say that this uh, this show is like a free education for yeah. anyone that needs it, man. Like I. Uh, I've learned a lot about business from listening to this thing, so I appreciate Thanks. Thanks. all the information you put out there and all the goodness you've given to everyone for free in your own time. So yeah. much appreciated, Manny. Thank you, man. I really appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Okay, so honestly, I love that you came out to the show. I, I'm sorry that you got stuck in That's traffic, okay, all man. kinds of stuff, and we're all gonna get stuck in. This is Toronto. That's it's it. not like it's not like Ireland, man. Just me. Yeah, you can't do you can't do two mile in two minutes over here, man. <laughs> it's bad, it's bad. But I really appreciate it. everyone. Please check them out, man. The email again is thefriendlymason at gmail.com and also on Instagram, friendlymason underscore. Beautiful. Thanks, man. Thank you very much, man. Take I care. It.